Process Podcast, episode 409. Zach Watson, how was your week? It was good. It was pretty chill. Good. Did you get up to a little anything? bit? Which car? Porsche or no, the Vibe? The Vibe. What's wrong with the Vibe? I had to change a wheel bearing. Oh. Which is fun. Learning how to do that. That was fun, kind of. Not Makes really. you sound very like mechanical and manly when you say that. A little bit. It's more so my dad showing me how to do it, but yeah. Were you the one like holding? Were you holding the flashlight? Uh no, no. I was actually no. helping. I was doing quite a bit. Nice, good. I'm proud of you. Um, <clears throat> do anything cre- creatively interesting on the weekend, or just kept it pretty um, low key? I thought about models. I didn't do anything really. But okay. But what about there. these models specifically were you thinking about? I just had like a, I feel like I'm trying to wrap my head around the mindset of like, I don't need to like start and finish a model before moving on to another one. Okay. I like, that. I like, that like I was saying before, I like the idea of having like three in, in progress, you know? It's a multiple projects at the go, on the go type. Yeah, I kind of like about. that. Um, what about it do you like specifically? That you think that you think it's and i feel like it's one of those things i want to like i could be working on model like i still mm-hmm. paint get paint and paint and finish my blackbird one and i look at the other models i have I'm like, yeah but i kind of want to like do a bit of that while i'm waiting or mm. like you know you don't want to be you don't want to wait for one to be completely finished yeah you want to you want to be you want to be in all different stages of the creative process of it at the same time yeah. With different things. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I like that though. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that makes was... sense. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably end up doing that a little bit. When are you gonna buy paint? Because I feel like you've been saying I'm gonna paint the Blackbird model for like a year. Yeah. Um I don't know if maybe this weekend, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Depends. Go to go to a local place, local model yeah. shop. Yeah. Pick up some paints. Yeah, I gotta get some like um primer, um, clear coat, uh thinner, mm. um, and then paints. So could be a little oh, geez. pricey, so, but whatever. So not just you don't just have to get paint, you have everything you have to get everything to do the painting with. Yeah, well. well it's like I need I need primer. Because I've learned my lesson not to use regular spray cane primer. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, primer is something I got to use for like all of them anyways, right? So like... That's true. Got to get primer. And I think the primer I saw last time at the mall shop was water-based acrylic, I think. Um, which is what you want. Correct? Which is what I want. And then two clear coats I saw from like the Tamiya ones, they're acrylic, but not water-based acrylic. So I'd have to get... To me, acrylic thinner for those. Well, I'll there's, be using the clear, clear coats quite a bit as well. There's such a thing as a non-water-based acrylic? Yeah. What the fuck? All the acrylic uh, Tamiya paints are acrylic, but not water-based. It's still got, like, uh, alcohol in it. 
so like water won't thin it or like clean it or something like that that's a annoying it's still less toxic but it's not quite water-based oh that is that the idea of it is that it's less toxic i mean even if it's not water-based it's still going to be less toxic than like enamel and lacquer right yeah and maybe that's like a bit of a is there a quality difference feel like they always used to be but like i mean if you're gonna paint a model car and like you want the shiniest most realistic metallic paint finish and you're doing it for some competition or you just want to do the best it can possibly you'll probably do like a lacquer paint you'd have to do like Mm -hmm. prime proper like probably like a base primer and then probably like a white primer and then paint and then wet sand it and then paint and then clear coat and then paint and then like you'd have to like do it like a real car right and at that point Mm -hmm. like how many times are you gonna wet sand a piece of plastic like you know who cares um but no i think acrylic paints now caught up like they're they're Mm -hmm. just fine that's fair enough and it's just easier to work with fuck lacquers and enamels yeah such a pain in the ass don't blame me there I'm hopefully getting some of my model my model kits, but also probably my model paints mm. this weekend, and I don't have a foreseeable use for most of them, so if there's any there i they're all like the little most of them are all those little tester mm-hmm. things so if you're if you're interested in those, then you're welcome I'll to always those. accept paints because I've been dragging those around since I did my last model in like two thousand and thirteen fourteen mm-hmm. maybe maybe 15 so they haven't been used in a long time i'll i'll take them who gives a fuck i want to be like you know like when adam savage talked about you know when he was at jamie's like workshop and they were like getting rid of a bunch of paints he's like i'll take them he's like take Mm -hmm. as many as you want and i took all of them and then he still uses them that's dope so i like the idea i'll just collect them you know i have a story kind of like that before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode but i have a story of that where it was in high school. I was in high school and I did my co-op as an art teacher mm-hmm. at my old elementary school. Um, and the teacher there was like a big, he liked graffiti and liked the graffiti style, had a graffiti mural painted on the wall by some former students um, who are probably in jail now because they did a lot of graffiti. Nice. I don't know. Can't say for certain. Um, but it was it was dope like this is a big fucking eyeball and flames coming off of it and i think the word said respect something like that it was it was pretty cool i liked it um and at the end of my co-op period which was like four months i'm pretty sure four or four and five months of of time being in there for like half a day he had a whole bunch of molotov spray paint cans in the back mm. that were used from that project and some other ones uh, in the interim period and they were like half full some of them were three quarters full some of them were a quarter full and he just gave me a box like a full cardboard box milk crate type size just packed full of these spray cans and there was a couple extra caps in there too like different size mm-hmm. caps and he just handed it and gave it to me he was like here this is for you and 15 16 year old me was just over the fucking moon Damn. with like 200 dollars of spray paint basically and I still have some can, and it was like kind of weird colors. It was like 
mid-tone purples and mid-tone peach coral colors and yellows and weird greens. Nothing really worked well together. So I've, I've got a couple of canvases that I painted at the time trying to do that like thing you see a lot on YouTube where like street artists will do it a lot, like spray on a piece of yeah. paper and then peel up the paper and do that. I tried to do a bunch of that. But the colors, like the colors never mix, but it was always the whole idea of, oh, someone gifting you a whole bunch of art supplies that they're no longer using and you can give it this like second life, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's my story. Yeah, I'll take the paints. I'll, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with using enamel paints if it's like, if I'm just brushing on a small thing, a small piece, sure. Yeah, like s small uh small components yeah stuff like that. then then, then sure i just don't want to have to like airbrush and use it to paint big surfaces because it's just a pain in the ass no that's save your time save your energy save your money yeah do it the other way but Literally. for today we had a is this did this come up on your twitter i don't have twitter, yeah so i don't know how it works yeah um but it's a tweet from from chris doe Christo says, it's well known that Gary V's goal is to buy the Jets. If I had the money, I'd buy a private art school. First order, cut out the fat, reduce tuition by 50%, pay the teachers two times or 2x, whatever they're currently being paid. Modernize for 21st century learning, integrate sales, marketing, business, and systems design. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going to play devil's advocate. That type of uh, new thinking where it's like, oh, just cut all this other stuff and as a private art school. I feel like the way to do that is the way that Christo would go about it. You cut the tuition, make it affordable for everybody. It's not an elitist. It's not like an art center thing. Mm -hmm. Make it so that you're not in debt for the rest of your life. Education shouldn't cost you six figures. The teachers should be well paid for what they're contributing. I don't know how scalable 2X is. If you're making $100,000 already, then that's $200,000. I don't know the financials of it. Mm -hmm. But it's for me, the part that I like the most is, other than the tuition, obviously, is the modernizing for the 21st century. Yeah, Because I think that's part of where Humber has... Not to just totally bring Humber into this, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, but I was going to do it anyway as well. <laughs> okay, perfect. But I feel like that's maybe where Humber is starting to lack, mm -hmm. is modernizing for the 21st century. You can modify inside the classroom for the 21st century in the, in the way that um, they're embracing modern collaborative tools like Miro, like Miro or doing digital sketching or using the latest version of whatever SolidWorks is out or the latest Adobe stuff. Mm -hmm. That's modernizing to the 21st century, but that's like putting 21st century lipstick on a 20th century pig, so to speak, if that makes sense. Right. It's not addressing the problem. The problem, or not the problem, but the item that should be modernized is the curriculum and what is being yeah. taught and how it's being taught not necessarily the medium with which you are executing what is being taught. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally. But good luck doing that because that type of systemic change takes 
decades, years, years, if not decades. Yeah. You know what? Um, when I, when I read it and I, what I thought was like, okay, imagine Chris Doe owning a private art school and being like, you know, the one in charge of like curriculum and what happens there, what gets taught there, how it gets taught would be awesome because man, not only is he a great business guy, but you know, who, who else would you want to be in charge of an art school? more than you know what i mean like that would be amazing absolutely i was like because it makes sense right it makes sense why he would be the one in charge Mm -hmm. why does it make sense because of who he is and his experience and his Mm -hmm. skills and his background and what he's passionate about and what he does right what he does well he's done it he's done it and i think well that's where it kind of confuses me because like and it's not again not to shit on humber not to shit on Nope. Any of the profs, any of the coordinators, anything, right? But like, to me, one of the, the things is like, if you want to be a top school to teach industrial design, a top industrial design program, first of all, wouldn't you want the person running the program to be an experienced industrial designer that knows exactly what industrial design is? Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. beyond that whoever like people who are ultimately in charge like wouldn't you want them to have a hand in what they're what's being taught like you wouldn't have someone who's just a straight business person teaching like like running a program essentially that is design related mm-hmm. and there's only one business class yeah and it's like you know unfortunately school has become education has become like a, a business which i think is like totally backwards thinking and it's the opposite yep. of what it should be but if like if you're just going to say fuck it and you're going to turn it into a business well isn't the right correct business thing to do is like the person running the business should be should know everything about that business yeah you want to hire the people who are the best at what they do across the board to teach those specific things right yeah like you're not going to bring like a a guy to run like a clothing business who doesn't know anything about clothing, doesn't care about clothing or the clothing industry or fashion or like doesn't have any experience with clothing, mm-hmm. making it, designing it, selling it, marketing it, you know, photographing it. Like why would you pick that person to run the company? It's not going to do well. Yeah. No. You could say, oh, it's just a business person. They're going to be able to run a business well. Well, yeah, they might run a business better than someone who has no idea about business, but like, it's not going to be like as successful as if you had someone in charge who like is it, you know, who who did what the business is about, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, well, if you're gonna run school like a business, wouldn't that be the smart business thing to do? They're gonna run it like a business and then not even run it like a good business. Yeah, like it's weird. It's a bit strange, right? Like, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want, like, someone to, <coughs> you know, who was a designer? It would make sense. It would make a lot of sense. It's like that's what you get with a lot of these larger U.S. schools, right? Say, take yeah. Art Center as an example, where Chris Bangle teaches at Art Center, yeah. taught at Art Center. Scott Robertson went to Art Center, taught at Art Center, now does his own thing 
CCS has the same thing. I can't name specific people, but I'm sure that mm-hmm. industry professionals have either gone to school there or people, industry professionals have taught there, do teach there. Same thing with um, the RCA and uh, or RCA or Coventry yeah, over in, yeah, over in over in Europe. The people that are teaching the classes are current industry professionals or retired industry professionals, but they're retiring from a some of the highest positions that you can get. Yeah. And that's also not to completely like disregard the background of our professors either no. because they've done a whole bunch. No, exactly. And that's what I was about to say. I was like, the profs we had were great. They were like all in the industry. Yeah. Either like, and like all of them, I think we're still in some way in the industry doing something. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. they were all great. The problem is, is they can't really do much. They can't teach what they want to teach, right? they can't, even if they even if they want to. Yeah, ultimately, they can't completely modify the curriculum to what they want. They can't call the shots. They don't have that much power. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, you know what I Humber um, has to satisfy. A, oh shit! I almost dropped the microphone. Humber has to satisfy the criteria, which is yeah, a committee the, of people who think they know what's best for the program. Yeah, and. <laughs> You never meet them. I met them once. I met a group of them once when they did that program review in third or fourth year. Oh, do you remember right. that? Yeah. And I don't know them. I still don't know them. Some of them are design related, but there's also like business people involved in that. There's other people. There's not just designers, which maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't really know. But from the top down, you don't have... And then this, I could be misspeaking and it could be like a super experienced designer, but I don't think it is. It's hard to affect change in that because you can't say to yeah. them, you, you as the student, the person wanting to learn, can't really go up to them and say, I want to be, we should be learning this instead. Cause the immediate answer is, well, how do you know what's good for you? It's right. like, well, I can say because the stuff that I'm currently being taught isn't isn't producing the quality of work that should be produced out of a first or second year or third year or fourth year class, Mm -hmm. which speaks partially to the students, partially to the way that that work is being developed and enforced, but also in the same vein, if no one's getting jobs based off the portfolios that they have and the skill sets that they're showing, maybe part of that is the students, yes, but at the same time, that's also coming from somewhere and that's coming from the program. And yeah. if the program's not preparing them to get the skills that they need to get a job, then there's a problem. Exactly. I think it's the people who want to implement change are too low on the pyramid and they can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. what I really like, you know, recently getting into the Ashthorpe podcast nice. collective, him talking about his school that he does, the online school, is a really interesting way how they do it. What's it called? Um, do you remember? I haven't listened to too many of him where he's it's talking. Not like about Learn Squared like or something like that, is it? Oh, it is Learn Squared. It is Learn Squared. Learn Squared. But yeah, like, that sounds familiar. Did, have you heard of him describe like how it works? Not really. Actually. So like, 
say like they'll have a course on whatever, you know, concept design or something. And he'll bring on another one of his like buddies or another person from the industry who's like knows their shit, right? And the mm-hmm. way he described it in the one episode I was to do is like say he has someone on who like is like a digital painter. Like that's what they specialize in is digital painting for like concept design and stuff like that. Yeah. And where Ash Thorpe, maybe that's what he's not as uh, as great as at. Mm-hmm. You get to be a part of the class, this online class, where this guy, this other designer is teaching, like say this digital painting. But Ash Thorpe is also in that class with you learning from him. So you can see him as what being the one of the teachers, one of the people who started this program. You can see him learn these tips and tricks and these specific skills from this other designer. And then Ash Thorpe will like teach that guy his tips and tricks. What? So like you're getting like multiple point of views, multiple tips and tricks, like multiple skill sets. So like everyone's learning something. And so you're also in a class with like these professionals who are like your profs essentially. But like you're also learning with them, which is really oh fucking God. cool, right? So he'll, you know, that's what he's like talking about. You know, he might have someone on who like does you know one thing in like concept design or whatever, and like does something a certain way, and you can learn how they do it and all the little tips and tricks associated with how they do it, and then mm-hmm. and you see Ash Thorpe learning these as well alongside you, and then it flips and he can teach something, and the other guy is. The other designer is learning with you guys, you know. Damn. Really cool setup how that is, you know. And it's like super collaborative as well. It's super collaborative. It's also, it's also showing that the professor, instructor, it's not their way or the highway. And like there were certain profs yeah. that were like that. There were certain profs that were like, this is the way that I do it and I'm going to teach you this way. It's up to you to figure out yeah. how, where you take that. Catherine was a great example. She teaches us the traditional industrial design sketching method, we, it's then our responsibility to take that and do something with it. Yeah. Right. Develop it into our own style. But at the same time, that almost, that also cost us as Canadian citizens, like eight, eight and a half grand a year. Yeah. It's funny. These courses here are like, I think it's us. It has to be us. Probably. But one, they're on ones on sale now for $69. Oh, wow. What's so? What's the features? I'm just on. This is freelance illustration, full course, beginner, four hours of training. Wow. Start your journey. Start your journey for free. Jessica, fuck. Oh, you gotta sign up. I'll do that later. I'm gonna set up an account tonight. Yeah. Um, and see. Because. Okay, if you buy it, instant buy the course. You get access to the course, four hours of lectures, nine hours of bonus content, download project files. You have community access and a lifetime access. It's $69 once. Wow. It's not $69 a month. And then you you don't buy it. This to me seems like a cleaner or maybe like one level up from what Skillshare is, where Skillshare is a subscription based thing. 
and yeah. there's a lot more diverse stuff. So maybe it's the, and there's some great stuff like Draplin stuff on there is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe this is almost almost like a master class. Is, it's like a master class for art stuff yeah. or design related stuff. Yeah, and Skillshare is like. I would look at Skillshare as a as a fantastic primer. If I could afford it, I would I would have a Skillshare Skillshare subscription all on time. a yearly basis yeah. all the time. I would, and maybe one day I will. Maybe that's something that I save for and and budget for and account for, just not right now. But this is like, oh my god, I'm in love with that. And it's fucking Ashthorpe too, <laughs> learning it's concept design from one of the masters. And people who have done this thing, over 10,000 students, Google, Ubisoft, Marvel, Microsoft, Naughty Dog, Weta, Industrial Light and Magic, Epic Games, Activision, EA. Holy shit. It's a lot of people, right? It's a lot of people. Learning from the oh, and then, And then you can post your work, right? Mm-hmm. You can post your work and then it, there's like homework galleries for all this stuff. And there's like a gallery of all the student work. Oh, cool. Okay. And there's, you're, you'll love this in one of the courses. Oh, no, it's not loading for fuck's sake. Courses. I should seriously look into that if I want to do concept design. That I think that'd be a great, like, spend like, even if that's U.S., what's that like, a hundred and something Canadian? It'd be a hundred. It'd be a hundred bucks, basically. Say like I spent a hundred bucks once, which is like totally affordable. Yeah. And like, you what? Then you end up downloading four hours of lecture, nine hours of other stuff. Like, then you download, you I have don't... it forever. Yeah. And like, if you're learning from him, like, who else? There's no one else I'd want to learn concept design from. Like. Vehicle concept art, 2D sequence illustration, oh my God. 3D matte painting, concept art hacks, 139 bucks, heads up display design, um, mm. production concept art, world building, heads up display animation, creature design, industrial oh design God. foundations, concept architecture, hard surface modeling. Are these all separate? These are all separate classes that you can take. Oh my God. Um, intro to matte painting, motion design, intro to environmental painting using Photoshop, um, uh, Photoshop, Cinema 4D, and Corona Renderer, which you don't, you don't necessarily need all those, I would imagine. Narrative concept art, intro to 3D concept design, UI and data design for film, style frames, stylized environments in Unreal Engine. Armada concept art. What the fuck? I should look into that for if mm-hmm. I want to do concept art. That's a, I think that's one of the best places to start. Why not? The that's barrier to entry is so low. Yeah, it's so low. It's so affordable. It's so accessible. It'd be like there's basically no excuse to not take it, right? Yeah. Damn, I had no idea. I mean, I'd heard him talk about it, but I thought it was, I thought it was like a sponsor of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, and him the, and some of his friends started it. Damn. 
And the student work is ridiculous as well. That's yeah. a whole other thing. Like I'm just scrolling through. There's obviously, there's some that's fantastic and then there's some that is more elementary because people are coming at it. But I love seeing both. Different perspectives, right? Yeah. It's better exactly. than seeing everything that's amazing. You're like, oh, I suck. Yeah, it's a great way to get intimidated. And then you see someone, yeah, like there's this guy here who's posted some some bounty hunter spaceship sketches and there's nine of them. And he he he's written a description. This is from February 1st to like two months ago. Everything is drawn from scratch since I am still learning how to use ZBrush. I wanted to explore designs with different characteristics, speed, cargo capacity. I can't wait to build this in 3D. What a guy. Damn. Yeah, man. The love of I feel quite I'm I'm gonna check out this. Um oh shit. So this guy's made oh god. It's like a poster story title thing i don't even know what it is what is it um rendering posing and animating my goal was to create a character that i'd sculpted re-topoed and rigged into a handful of scenes to animate and build out a handful of sequences it worked and i'm looking forward to using this character's character across the rest of the story arc it's called wraiths mm -hmm. the first wraith and this shit looks so dope Damn, dude. Like, genuinely creepy. Dan Martin. Oh, and there's animations, too? Oh, oh, fuck. That's just wrong. This thing looks <laughs> stupid terrifying. I'm sold. You don't need to convince me anymore. Time to take some Ashthorpe classes. Time to take some Ashthorpe classes. I'm going to have to look into that, because that's like... I'd love to into concept design concept design and then fucking model making oh. yeah from what i can see here the uh vehicle concept art is 115 bucks oh yeah and it seems like it's on sale for some reason i don't specifically know why but hmm. wow who's it taught by who's it taught by instructor it's gotta be Ashthorpe or someone else, no? Pablo Dominguez. Uh, Learn Squared hires industry leading professionals to set the pace for classes. Along with the professional package, you will be able to watch some insanely talented artists learn from the same content that you do. Learn how industry leaders approach learning. Interesting. Yes, I talk about rough sketching, modeling, designing in 3D, rendering, painting over. Damn. Watch it anytime, download your files, invite your friends, track your progress, mentorship archives. Wow. Damn. Sold as <laughs> fuck. And that brings us to 32 minutes on the dot, basically. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll look into that tonight and I'll see what else I can like dig up, see if anyone's <clears throat> posted reviews about it, about their experience yeah. on. I just, from YouTube what he explained about like him being part of it and learning and then like the other person learning off of him. And it's just like, you're what you're like in a class, like it's almost like imagine being like Humber and you're in a class where it's like, if like Otto was Bruce and Ken and like mm -hmm. Ken is teaching us how to do like old school marker and like airbrush rendering. And he's also mm -hmm. like 
teaching Bruce how to do it like in that style and then like it flips and now you're doing like Photoshop and like Bruce is teaching and like Ken's learning more about that and you're like watching two masters two like people are at such a high level still learn just like you are and it's less intimidating and it's more like you said it's more collaborative and like you're also getting way more insight because you're seeing how people how these two people learn how these two masters learn yeah the exchange of tips and tricks that you wouldn't normally like learn stuff like that like that'd be so cool if that's what it was like that'd be so cool it'd be amazing. i think it's so forward thinking you know for education it's almost i'm almost gonna like change it where it's it's not teaching but you're you're sharing you're sharing you know yeah you're not being taught where you're being knowledge is being shared with you in yeah. a collaborative inviting way you know it's not yeah. like me up here talking down to you down here yeah and saying i have the knowledge you do not i am transferring it through like neural pathways mm -hmm. and shit it's this is how i do this let's try this out let's take this here let's push that there try this do this do that experiment and that's like how we've been trying to like carlin and i have been trying to give feedback to the these humber students for the playground design project is not saying that we know the right way we have a greater sense of what the right way is because we that's our job it's our job to think that way but we ultimately don't know the best way to approach something but we also don't want to come across as we're up here and you're down there and we're bestowing this upon you it's let's have a back and forth let's have a dialogue about it and not just like I'm trying to ask more questions in the feedback as opposed to saying, I think this, I like this, this is good, don't do this, don't do that. You say, why was this done? And that's a great way to unpack stuff. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so stoked. I'm so amped. Mm. I think it'd be really cool. I think I think goal is to try one of those courses this year. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. fun, yeah. If I've learned anything from online education, like doing offsite, is that it fucking works. And it's effective when it's tailored and it's right. specific and it's not this huge clunky institution like every university college out there. Yeah, it's probably when you get too big, it gets too disconnected, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a term for that, but I don't remember what it is. <clears throat> I heard Draplin talk about it one time. Big company. It's like the more like that. The more things are going on, the less you have to do with each thing right mm. and the less actually goes on yeah and the less actually goes on. Right, which is terribly ironic yeah it's just funny because like if they did it properly they would the program would be more successful and it would have mm -hmm. more people and ultimately they would make more money if that's what they care about yeah. which is ironic you gotta you gotta spend money to make money right but no one wants to spend money to make by money. them treating it like a business they're actually losing money and the program is gonna yeah Big time. Not grow. It's gonna, it's gonna tank. Thesis shows on April thirtieth. By the way, mm -hmm. if you're around, guess who's gonna be the MC? Is it you? It's me. Nice. I don't expect you to drive. Wait, is it? Uh, is it actually in person? Yeah, it is. At uh, the the building that yeah. the BCTI. No one's allowed to use. Yeah, that no one's allowed to use. We're allowed to use it now. Wow. Um, I believe it's a masked event. I think. Okay. 
but I don't know. I spoke to Catherine about it today and she said, well, the mask mandate is still in effect, but it's not. But I think it's for inside it's the, the school. It's, it's up, up to, to the, the institutions, right? So I guess like Humber yeah. might have chosen to keep Humber, it. Oh shit, I almost dropped it again. Yeah, Humber's kept it in place. Um, and since there's going to be that many people in a space for the yeah. first time in probably a while. Um, but yeah, it'll be in person, it'll be the MC. It'll be pretty cool. It depends because what day is that? But It's a Saturday. Actually. Oh, okay. That's yeah, not it's a bad Saturday. Then. That's another thing, is because mm. it's yeah, it's at Humber. No one in their right mind wants to be in Rexdale after five o'clock unless they have to be or unless they live there. Right. So it's on a Saturday, six to nine, still in Rexdale, mm. but it's on a fucking Saturday at the end of the day, six to nine mm. or six 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 thirty to nine, something like that. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So yeah, that's it for me, basically. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. I think I have to think about actually going to it. Yeah, think about it if you want. I'll be there mm -hmm. doing my thing. <laughs> Got a microphone and everything, like stand up. Plug. Every five seconds. Uh, the first <laughs> just podcast. plug the entire thing. I'm going to treat it like a stand-up comic and just walk around slowly <laughs> on stage. I'm going to watch a bunch of stand-up beforehand. Just that's get hilarious. really amped. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. No food, no drink, though, because there's no money for it, apparently. All the money's gone into masks and COVID protocols. But what are you going to do? And to go buy another cottage for the fucking dean of something. <laughs> we need to reno our, proper, our, our summer home, but we just did that last year. Exactly. exactly. It's funny, by not spending money on the event, you end up losing money. Yeah, because it's less enticing. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is why we can't have nice things, Zach. That's why we can't have nice we things. We need Christo to have lots of money so he can have an art school. Straight up. I think he'll get there one day. But it'll be when like our kids' kids are able to go to school. Mm -hmm. But that being said, if uh, anything you heard today resonated with you, then send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or www.bigdesigncompany.com and let us know. You can also send an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com and Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.